Hello everyone, this is Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, welcoming you to a Long Box Crusade Elseworlds episode. a Long Box Crusade Elseworlds, you might ask? Well, some of your favorite Long Box Crusade members have done some work over on some other podcast networks that you may or may not be familiar with. So from time to time, we will grab a show from the past that one or all of us has done on one of those other networks, and we'll play it for you here. Whether it's a James Bond rookie agent show from On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast Network, or a Comics with Normies from White Rocket Entertainment Network, or some other bit of alternate dimension craziness, we hope that you enjoy this presentation of Longbox Crusade Elseworlds. Hey, this is Raymond Benson, and you're listening to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Welcome back to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, brought to you by our fine Patreon sponsors and White Rocket Entertainment. I am your host for this program, Jared Albrick, a.k.a. The Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. And joining me as veteran Bondophile co-host is my brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull Albrick. How are you doing this evening, Agent Jason? Well, I'm getting over this cold, so I apologize to our listeners that my voice is a little scratchy, but uh, I've watched You Only Live twice again, loved it again, and I'm ready to talk about it again. Let's do this. All right. I sent Jason a batch of cold pills, but they're actually radioactive homing devices. (laughs) That explained a lot. <laughs> so, we keep Mom tracking. told you not to do that ever again. <laughs> well, this episode is the fifth, fifth, yeah. yes, fifth, one, two, three, four, five. Wow. <laughs> of an ongoing series on this channel called MI6 Rookie Agents. Now, on Rookie Agents, Jason and I are taking two friends from our lives who are not very familiar with the 007 universe through the entire James Bond series of films, one movie at a time, to get a newcomer's point of view on the film series that we love so much here at On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. So, let's welcome our rookie agents back to the show. Welcome back, Delvin, Darkweb, Felix Leiter, Williams. It is fantastic to be back, Jared, Jason, Pat. I do have an update. I, I knew that you know I, I didn't did not want to come without an update. So I don't know. Rest assured. Okay, you guys ready? You ready? Bring it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the studio wants me to kind of focus more on like you know since Felix Slider is American, of course, we have to have like American you know type stories and to maybe look at some popular franchises uh, that you know, the United States has produced to come up with a motivation for uh, the next Felix Leiter vehicle. And so I did so. Uh, we're going to be going here 
uh, into the world of drag racing, you know, high stakes. Uh, we have a, a female co-star. Uh, Her name's going to be named Ryder Stickshift. <laughs> All right. And, I, I like it. I like it. And the movie, you know, living, you know, life on the fast lane, it's called Red Light, Green Light. Oh, red light, green light, the green light. Yes. Okay. Yes. How about right. that? Yes. Right. I'd watch Red Light. Oh, Ryder Stickshift. Is that what you said her name was? <laughs> I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. She goes fast and sometimes slow <laughs> and then back fast again. <laughs> <sighs> what happens if you get it like stuck in the middle <laughs> or you know, she or slips you, her gears okay that's we're not yeah, we're yeah. done with this line <laughs> <laughs> oh let's just go ahead and welcome back pat dj christatos samson welcome back pat oh thank you for having me jared's son and jason's son <laughs> and delvin's son i am very good to be here it's just business Hi. it's business <laughs> how do you feel about me pat um well, um, I feel good. I, feel ah, good. See, I don't know. I there love you. Go, I love there you. we go. There we go. <laughs> that's it. That's uh, it. Took me a while. I, I love you, <laughs> Jason. I love uh, you. In fact, I love you so much. Being an agent here, you know, we get to try out some of the tools at and special gadgets. So I was actually able to take the um, little Nelly out for a little <laughs> Nice. And so I was, uh, although I tell you, it's hard, you know, hard to find a place to park it at work <laughs> and i tried and then i had then my wife called and she said i had to go get some milk and some <laughs> other things yeah it, there's just not a lot of room on that yeah, not much trunk space there too no the no there isn't that. but I, I i i would have to say i was able to speaking about sparking park parking spots i was able to find a spot with those guns and the missiles it does speed <laughs> up a lot of space around me i bet it does the, yeah. the dark web thought little so. nelly was a rapper but <laughs> oh, yeah, I could see that. It's yeah. incorrect. <laughs> he is yeah. number I, one. <laughs> it was probably something Little Wayne flew around in for a while. <laughs> Anyways, let me try to put this back on the rails best I can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, oh wow so many incorrect rapper references there for the little nelly joke we're gonna straighten you guys out anyways welcome back all agents both seasoned and rookie we're planning on releasing the show monthly as a companion to the show that van allen plexico and alan porter are doing they're currently doing one 007 film per month as well as we build towards the release date of bond 25 and 2019 and this show is going to do the same we're just going to get a fresh look at the 007 series through the eyes of our newcomers so, if you want a more in-depth and academic look at the film series, complete with a host that has an actual British accent, definitely stay tuned and subscribe to On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. You'll get Van and Allen's show, or the show where Van, John Ringer, and I are doing the World Cup of James Bond, amongst other fun Bondian things that we have planned. Got some cool stuff coming your way, folks. Trust me. Basically, On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast is your channel for 360 degrees of Bond. So, let's get to today's film you guys have alluded to it. Let's talk. You only live twice. But before we get into our mission brief from Agent Jason, he's going to jump right into the action with no parachute in a segment called What Makes You Say That? I'm now aiming precisely at your groin. Says so speak over of a hotel piece. Uh-oh. Here we go, Jason. <laughs> Ooh, I believe in you. I believe I'm in you. Pulling them up here. I'm gonna pull these up here. These ones I got for Jason. All right. First, I gotta explain how this works. Okay. What makes you say that is a fun game we play on the show. It's basically stolen from the James Bond Radio guys. Those guys put on a great Bond show. If you're listening to our show and you're not subscribed to James Bond Radio, you probably should, even though it's gonna make us look worse. 
but um, they put on a great, great show. And they they play a game called What's the Next Line? So their guy would say, you know, do you expect me to talk? And then Jason would say, oh, Mr. Bond, you expect me to die, right? That's how, the, that's how that would go. We do it in reverse. I give Jason the line, and Jason tells me what line came before it. That's how crafty and clever we are here at MI6. Rookie it's kind of hard, folks. It's kind of hard. Oh, you've been killing it, though. Jason is with, with, like, has it yeah, busted a sweat good. yet. So, whew. all right, let's see. I've got a couple written down today. All right. I usually like to start them out with an easy one and give them a hard one. So here, we'll start with an easy one. All right, here's your first one, Jason. And I always okay. try to do it in voice, even though sometimes my character voices are terrible. Uh, don't worry. I get it. Say it back to me, please. Oh, he's very close. I'm giving him credit. The actual line is repeat it, please, to make oh, sure you get it. Yeah, sorry. Repeat it, you, please. You know, I give you, I give you uh, at least half points on that. Okay, you, all you right. You do the scene. You do the line. You're good. I was, told, I was totally voice? lost. That's go ahead. Wait, who's Connery on? Mine or Jason's? Well, mine was this money penny. No, uh, yours. Jason wasn't doing it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I wasn't bad at all. I was just I I was selling I was selling Jason like good job even getting close because I was totally lost. Yeah, Jason nailed it, and then Pat came in and was mean. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right, tap is all right. All right, man, I got one more for you. We're gonna move into the harder one. All right, here we go. Okay, and I fair fair warning. I got a fair warning for you on this one. The quote that comes before it is by the same person that I'm quoting. So he said something, and then something happened, and then he said something else. So you're going to be quoting the same actor that I'm quoting, just what line he gave before it, okay? Oh, okay. All right. I lost that in Singapore in 42. I'm glad you got it right. Nailed it. Give it up for Jason, everybody. <laughs> Give it up for Jason. Ooh. Good job. Man. Where was that? I'm completely lost. That was Mr. Henderson when Bond whacks him in the leg with that stick. Oh, I'm glad you got it right. Then he takes a few more steps into the office and he goes, I lost that in Singapore in 42. Man, Jason. Uh, and, all right, I got one more written down. I might as well give it to him. We can edit it out if we need to. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> all right. When they're abroad, yes. Uh, I don't remember the exact, but it's, do your personnel always carry sidearms or always carry weapons uh, yes, or something yes, like that. Yes. I can't remember. Do all their people carry guns. Give it up for yeah. Jason. Jason's, Jason's yep, 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 yep. Jason. Man, you got them all. I even threw in that bonus one. Okay, great job, Jason. Thanks for kicking us off with that. You you kill it. I gotta make these harder or something. <laughs> I, I, I think next time maybe it should be reversed. What do you mean? Oh, you want Jason to quiz like me? Jason, yeah. Oh, man. No. Alright, <laughs> moving on. That was, that was, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> I, you know, one hundred percent of the rookie agents agree with that. <laughs> I, I, would, uh-huh. I wouldn't mind doing rookie it. Rookie agent like, revolt. Well, again, well done, Jason. Now, Agent Jason, will you please give us the quick mission briefing on "You Only Live Twice"? <laughs> He's the one and only Sean Connery. (laughs) Welcome to Japan, Mr. Bond. He's bigger than life. 
facing a thousand deaths. And you only live twice. And twice is the only way to live. We're too late. Well, at least he died on the job. Bond is dead. Bond is alive. Kill Bond! Now! what the odds. They don't stand a chance against James Bond, Sean Connery, 007. Bond, the world's greatest gentleman agent with a license to kill. And he never misses a chance. What's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? Bond is back, grabbing love where he finds it. Like a lamb to the slaughter. Everywhere. Bond rises in the east. The odds, a thousand to one. But they don't stand a chance. Get down! is just a drop in the ocean. The best yet from the film creators of 007. said, from now on, you must do everything in Japanese style. Everything? Pay attention, 007. You Only Live Twice brings Sean Connery back for his fifth foray as Agent James Bond and teams him up with new Bond director... Lewis Gilbert in what some fans call the first in the monorail trilogy. After James Bond throws off his army of foes by faking his own violent murder, M gives Bond his next assignment. Someone is intercepting American and Russian spacecraft, causing the two superpowers to blame one another and pushing the world to the brink of war. The clues all point to Japan, and Agent 007 is assigned to find the culprit and put a stop to the nefarious deeds. Bond arrives in the land of the rising sun, and immediately the violence, intrigue, and danger begin. In the megacity of Tokyo, Bond follows clues leading to a Japanese corporation. With the help of Japanese super agent Tiger Tanaka and his lovely agent Aki, Bond begins to unravel the web of mysteries and lies. Surviving sword-wielding assassins, car chases, machine gun armed helicopters, and the feminine wiles of femme fatale Helga Brandt, Using his double O skills and Q's little Nelly gyrocopter, Bond takes on all comers and eventually discovers the truth. Spectre is the culprit and they are based somewhere on a remote Japanese island. Bond prepares himself for action by training with Tiger's ninjas and making himself look Japanese. 
And Pat, you can insert the laugh track there. (laughs) 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 Hard to be six foot three. I know. I know. I don't think he was fooling anybody. He he looked like a big Scottish Lloyd Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so when Aki is murdered, however, Bond is covertly inserted into the island by marrying Kissy Suzuki, an island inhabitant who is also one of Tiger's agents. Uncovering the secret Spectre base in the middle of an island volcano, Bond discovers Blofeld and his evil organization has a rocket of their own and has kidnapped both the U.S. and Soviet crews. Bond, Kissy, and Tanaka lead their ninjas on a desperate attack against the volcano base. After a fierce battle, 007 and his team rescue the astronauts, destroy the enemy vessel, and prevent World War III. You Only Live Twice wound up being another home run for the James Bond family, but with Sean Connery finishing his five-picture deal and unable to come up to an agreement on new terms with the studio, the victory was bittersweet. The concern was palpable amongst the fans. Without Sean Connery, is James Bond dead? Stay tuned. So the cast included Sean Connery as his fifth appearance as James Bond. Donald Pleasance played Blofeld. Aki was portrayed by Akiko Wakabayashi. Kissy Suzuki was played by Miyahama. Tiger Tanaka was played by Tetsuro Tamba. Helga Brandt was portrayed by Karen Dorr. And then, of course, we had the staples of M uh, returning uh, as with Bernard Lee, Desmond and Llewellyn playing Q again, and Lois Maxwell coming back as Ms. Money Penny. Back to you, Jared. Thank you for that, Agent Jason. You made it through that pretty well, even though you've got that cold. I'm proud of you. Now, let's touch find- and go there for a minute. <laughs> you made it. You made it. You did a good job, too. Let's find out what our rookie agents thought about this one in our segment called Declassified. Do you expect me to talk? Let's get into our highs, lows, and questions for you only live twice. That was nice, wasn't it? (laughs) Not wrong, Pat. All right. Speaking of Pat, Pat, you get to kick us off with your highs, lows, and questions of you only live twice. What did you think, Pat? Well, again, this was a movie that really had me just watching it, so it I had to stop a few times to make sure I was writing down notes because I found myself watching it and not taking notes down because I was so intrigued. That's a good thing. Exactly, yeah. So I'm just going to go through my my notes here. And we start with cool opening in space. Yes, that was really cool. (laughs) You got fired up about that. I like it. (laughs) I was. I got space! (laughs) Exclamation mark. (laughs) Let's see. I I was going to say I bet that Chris guy astronaut wished he had went went back into the <laughs> yeah into the rocket before it got he got his uh yeah he didn't have the same amount of the line cut and the same then, amount of hustle that i would have had in that situation <laughs> yeah 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 i mean come on you get back to the ship <laughs> something don't just say um, yeah because he yeah. did <laughs> you know he did yeah. <laughs> he's real dead <laughs> I think, I mean, I would have, it would have been cool to see him floating later on. <laughs> oh, hey. He did not know him twice. <laughs> wow. I mean, they named the guy, too. And he's like, Chris. okay, well, oh, oh. let's all take a moment for Chris. I'm going to silence for Chris. Um, opening song. What did you guys think of the opening song? I guess I'm going to ask that. Who are you going to ask? Uh, this was my first time hearing it. Oh, really? Yeah. And this is actually my first time watching this movie. Ooh. And I can see where 
you know, you get all the different Bond tropes or the the parodies come from. A lot, of, I think, some of it comes from this movie, mm-hmm. uh, especially like Austin Powers. Once later on in the end, when you see Blowfield and all that and his layer, and I, I'm like, okay, I get where they got a lot of different parody stuff mm-hmm. from this. Really intriguing movie. I I can't say enough about it. Just that it had me at the beginning again at space. So it it really had me into this movie. Cool. So open. We'll go back to the opening song. Mm. Not a top of one of my songs. Mm. I'm going to give it a three out of five mm. for a song. What do you guys think? Throw it around to whoever you want to, Pat. Okay. I'll throw it to Delvin. Yeah, I agree with you. I wasn't I wasn't that crazy about it. Like I, when I saw who sang it, I'm like, hey, at least I, you know, I recognize, you know, Nancy Sinatra. But it was almost it felt like just a filler song. How, you know, Goldfinger just sounded just like bold and it was yeah. out there and bombastic and and this one was kind of sleepy, like, yeah, you only live twice. <laughs> I still like it better than the Tom Jones, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I I, I, I I put them right about the same level. Okay. Like, I mean, Goldfinger being the best song and movie so far. How about Jason? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the song. I mean, it's not my favorite of the Bond theme songs. It's good. Out of the three? Out of the... Out of the ones that we've watched so far, you mean? Out, uh, of, the, out of the three that have an actual title song. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you entirely. I think Goldfinger is the uh, is the best song so far. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of middle of the road with it. I, I don't dislike it, but it's not one of my favorites either. Okay. Jared? Yeah, pretty much the same as you guys. I, I think I like it maybe a little more than the rest of you guys. Um, I really like the strings work. The and if you're familiar with the song Millennium by Robbie Williams, he samples that in that song. So maybe you'll hear that if you if you hadn't heard it before. I have. Okay. Good so catch. so uh, yeah, that's uh, – and I tell you what, most Bonds fans can't stand that. I don't know what it is. But you talk to Bond fans and they're just like, that Robbie Williams song makes me mad. And I'm like, I don't know. Every time I hear a little Bond riff, it makes me happy. So I got nothing against the Robbie Williams song. And just a little behind the scenes, too. I think you guys' intuition is pretty good. From what I understand from the behind the scenes on uh, recording this one, uh, it was a tough record. Uh, I understand that that I think Nancy Sinatra had to do like 20-something takes with a lot of different styles. And they tried a lot of different things with her. So I think it was a, I think it was a bit of a frustrating recording uh, situation. So that might have seeped through. A little bit into what yeah. into what we had. Wow, I get tired of a song if I had to sing it twenty times too. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I understand that it was one of the more challenging uh, sessions, but uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got for you, Pat. Good good question though. Okay. I think it's cool that you checked yeah. in on the theme song. Yeah, I, I think I'm, and I forgot to look to see where it made it on the charts. So perhaps maybe somebody can look that up while we I continue to talk. If not, we'll do it on the next one. Or I'll re- I will remember to do it on the next one. So going on, like I said, I, I started taking more notes. So I'm just going to go through my rambling of scribbled down <laughs> notes and jokes and that I have done. <laughs> notes so, and jokes. So here we go. Pat's notes and jokes. All that work just to get onto a sub. You had to kill himself. <laughs> But it was pretty elaborate. I, I liked it. Everyone dresses uh, as sailors or in some sort of a, a gear. Even uh, Money Penny had a nice kind of sailor suit on. Now, that brings me up a question. Mm. Are they naval? Are they, you know, what is a Bonds? Navy. They are yeah. Navy for his spies? Yeah, he, he was recruited through the through the Navy. And I believe M okay. was as well. It was M was an admiral? Is that correct? Jason's a little better on this than me. Yeah, M, M was an admiral. And of course, he was uh, Bond was a commander, right? 
That's correct. Okay. Yeah, they they recruited oh, a lot cool. of them out of the her her Majesty's Royal Navy. Uh, no, I did not okay. know that. I I I didn't know that. Wow. And in the United States, you only lived twice, made it to number forty four. Number forty four. In the UK, it made it all the way to eleven. And if you were down under, it made it all the way to number ten. So so Paul Hicks, man, he was good day. Eh? <laughs> that was awful. That was worse than mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right you took a shot which was entertaining so nothing wrong. <laughs> well good all right thank i'm you sorry i derailed but i did i wanted to let you know i did the no, work no thank you i no appreciate problem. that you are a gentleman and a scholar from your hinder to your all right going on with my notes then let's continue on here also on the sub m has a decorated office on the sub which is pretty yeah, cool he keeps it classy wherever he goes yeah keeps that homey feel that office feel i like that love the evil complex that bofeld has we find out that little you know, underwater or not underwater, but the the volcano. Oh, the volcano base complex. That that they, yeah, sweet. Man, <laughs> that's that baller right there. How the hell? Yeah, did they built that, but nobody ever noticing. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't built it really uh, at night and <laughs> popped off a lot of fireworks. <laughs> Stop the hammering. <laughs> yeah, I just like. Oh wow, that's really cool sets. So. Brings me to, with the sets, I was just really impressed by the models and the effects in this movie with all the little space models and all that. I wrote down a note that it reminds me of the old Thunderbirds TV shows or, or shows with the marionettes, if anybody watched those. That's another favorite thing of mine is is the Thunderbirds. Has, have you guys watched the Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds are go. You know what I'm talking about? I'm yes. familiar with them, but I've never watched it. Like, I know it when I see it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. That's a little marionette. Um, I don't know if they're a half hour to an hour of shows and really cool. As a kid, I was like, I, I loved watching those shows. That, that's what those models kind of reminded me of. And I, I love that so much. Tiger Tanaka. He's a pretty good, decent sidekick kind of a guy, but I guess he's he's no Karen Bay. <laughs> Karen Bay's Karen that Bay. gold state. Karen Bay. <laughs> you know? Be still, woman. Karen Bay is just like, he's just like, like you know, yeah, he's just like that smooth guy. He's like Billy D. You know, if Billy D was your, you might be a time. He's just smooth guy. No, wrong podcast. My bad. <laughs> was that the normal guy's voice? Because it seemed like every time he talked, was he being dubbed too? Tiger? I honestly yeah. don't know if Tiger was dubbed. I, I don't know. It just didn't seem right, you know, because he was very like, kind of just, da, 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 da. You know, oh, Bansan. I don't think he was dubbed. Was, uh, there was nothing that I, I've yeah. seen that, that suggested he was dubbed maybe, anyway. Yeah. Maybe it's just his delivery then. Because, you know, like I said, he wasn't as just kind of free going like Karen Bay was. So not that I, he, he was pretty cool. I, I like that, you know, he has all this disposal of people and equipment and things like that at his hands. Quick, so. uh, quick plug on that. The Felix Leiter comic book that came out from Dynamite really stars Felix and Tiger together. And it is phenomenal. I mean, oh. Delvin knows because he signed the rights, I'm sure, to do the yeah. to do the comic since he uh, is Felix. Of course. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, but man, if you get a chance to get your hands on some Felix Leiter comics by Dynamite, it was like a five-issue series somewhere around there. I think they did it in a, in a hardback trade that's very affordable. Pick it up. I mean, it, it yeah. is good. It's good. Anyway, back to your thoughts. Cool. Back to my thoughts. Thank you. I will uh, hurry up and kind of get through these so we can get to the one that really matters, Delvin's <laughs> thoughts. So. Again, like I said, these are just kind of rambling notes that I write down. So going back to them, I will say uh, I want to be a, a, the guy that announces stuff at the Big Bad. at the Yes, bar. yes. You're, 
That guy is just, he would repeat things. I, the, one of the guys, I think the guy who said the most stuff was Burt Kwok, who had played the Asian guy in Goldfinger. So he was oh, he was okay. back again as sort of a, a bit part. And he's, he's the guy who played Kato in all the Pink Panther movies. So, but yeah, I'm with you on that. I always want to be the guy, the yeah, announcer I'd... guy. And you're going to see more announcer guys like that in more Bond movies. So look forward to that. Oh, cool. Oh, maybe that's a role I can get. <laughs> I think I think it would have a good <laughs> astronaut to the launching. Ooh, that pad. is good. <laughs> Astronauts to the launching pad. I, I, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but I like the one from Diamonds Are Forever. Yes, we'll, yes, we'll, that's we'll, what I was we'll, thinking of. <laughs> we'll put a pin in this for now, but we'll revisit this. Some All Diamonds right, Are yeah. Forever. That Diamonds guy is cool as a cucumber, man. <laughs> uh, well, then we'll, I'll go on to the next coolest thing on that base. And you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but man, track suits or jumpsuits? <laughs> Red, white, and yellow. Dang. What? 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 I, I don't know who does what. Underground bases though. or bases in track suits. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. Well, uh, but we know once you go try it. <laughs> you don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go back. <laughs> but does anybody know the difference? Uh, maybe in the books they went into more detail on this. Uh, you know, what the red jumpsuit no. guys did, what the white jumpsuit guys did, and what the yellow jumpsuit guys no, did. No, no. This is one of the movies where they really, really depart from the book. Uh, I think we have some okay. some listener comments, so we can talk about that a little bit later in the show. Right. But yeah, this there is very loose connections to the book for this movie. This movie is kind of more of a – this is where they really break away. Yeah, I mean, really, you're just looking at the names of some of the characters. Are really yeah, really. Like, and that they're in Japan. <laughs> yeah, and, that's, right. and from there, you know, just put the Ian Fleming book down and enjoy this film. <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm going to continue on just to get my rambling here done. Roller coaster ride built in to the base as well. That's cool. <laughs> the old monorail. Is that what they mean by the monorail? Yeah. Okay, so there's more <laughs> of that to come. All right. I'm, I'm game. I'm down for that. <laughs> I like the blame game between Sato and number 11. Nice. Find myself, uh, as since you guys have mentioned before, I think it was in, the, in Thunderball, the locations and all that, how exotic in that was so i started when i was watching this i started looking at that a little bit more and going oh yeah that is really cool to see those sites and and that of the different cities so very very neat here's the thing who's better a ninja or a spy Mm. i don't don't know you know you think who's got better skills the ninja or the spy well james bond's best because now he's got both he's trained (laughs) that's true Right. Well, I mean, he got that two-day crash course. <laughs> he did. Uh, yep, that's. We're gonna teach you everything you need to know how to be a ninja yeah. in two days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, that is you know, one, one of, of the students had to be like, "Wait a minute, what the hell?" <laughs> well, yeah, I've been here. I've been here for ten years. What the hell's going on? This guy comes in just, <laughs> and he's got only a few days, and he's a ninja. <laughs> and am I supposed to believe he's Japanese? <laughs> well that goes back to my other note why do why do the girls just have to wear their underwear that why to put the stuff on to make them look japanese hey hey don't question that kind of stuff man I, well, I, no i understand that i just like really <laughs> these girls just that's all they wear is this all right let's see tanaka uh, i like how tanaka calls out james on his smoking cigarettes mm. uh, he does it too much yeah uh, but we'll get but we'll get to the smoking moment oh later. he's got the smoke count um, i got the smoke count what kind of suit does bond wear when he enters the base is he is that like his ninja costume? yeah like that gray track suit <laughs> okay yeah yeah is that like to 
to make sure the other track shoots pop <laughs> with the red, the white, and the, the yellow? You don't want to get shot, so you got to make sure your, your track suit is a different color. Yeah. And if your track suit could be a more subtle color, all the better. If he was going to be a ninja, come on, put them at least the mask cover your face, I, your, your 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 nose, your your mouth. You don't cover that like kind of handsomeness that Connery carries around. You don't cover I, that up. But that just looks. I mean, it looks like. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't aware that there was this tracksuit decorum. That <laughs> I'm learning all sorts of things on this podcast. <laughs> just a few more things here i like when they're in that little control room and blofell is they're trying to starting to pen- penetrate that room the cat if you look at the cat the cat's like really kind of scared and trying to get out of blofeld's arms you know i just noticed I it this watch too i mean i'd seen this movie a lot of times and, and it's funny because i i picked up on that as well yeah the cat's like almost trying to like kind of jump out of his arms and he's like holding on to the cat real hard it looks like you know so he can get through the scene yeah, he's like got it by the scruff of the neck <laughs> yeah yeah the reserve astronaut i bet you he feels lucky that he didn't go up <laughs> and doesn't get blown <laughs> we all well played yeah and then uh towards the you know at right at the you know at the end a another safety boat scene with him and, and a lady mm-hmm. but it's foiled by m and money penny (laughs) that it is that it is so i'm just going to get into my smoke count smoke if you got them i only have two smokes and one of them actually does something ah yes yes so that was a rocket cigarette smoke rocket smoke uh let's go into double o player with double o player how many times do you say money penny i will hit you (laughs) Oh, I didn't write money. Penny. Well, I think we can assume, even though not caught on film, I think we can. That, that wasn't really bad. I don't think that. See, I obviously didn't count that one because I didn't see it as it wasn't as flirty as it has been in the past. Uh, am I wrong in thinking that or did you guys? They're always flirty. Yeah, but I didn't think it was as much as it was before. There was, you know. Yeah, that's a little kinda, more businessy. I mean, for yeah. them. But maybe that's what happens in a sub. You, you just don't know. <laughs> But I, but I think we can safely assume, even though it wasn't on film, that that what, the lady that killed him at the beginning, Lynn, Ling, Ling. I, I, yeah, I that got one's, that. That's legit. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured that was like we we caught him right after. Yeah, uh, Brant, Brant. Oh, oh God, Aki. oh God for Brit. Oh God for. Aki and Kissy. So I guess four in this film, huh? That's what I count. Yep. And Aki, he got probably a couple times. Yeah. Which 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 begs saying. the question, fellas. Let's just pass this around the room. This is a debatable thing in James Bond circles. Starting with my brother Jason, Kissy or Aki? Aki. Delvin. Oh, jeez. Probably Kissy. That. I'd say Kissy too. And I'm yeah. an Aki guy, so we got a nice balance going here. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I hijacked you. That's what I do. No, On no, no. That's podcasts. quite all right. I, um, so overall, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, it had me a lot of action. It had some spy stuff going on i know i talked about the the helicopter scene very good helicopter scene um uh, that's why i don't really have an all the notes because i was just kind of really glued to watching this movie so that's me excellent thank you agent pat agent delvin you've waited so patiently let's hear what you have to say on you only live twice well first thing i wrote down was man bond did not last long <laughs> in that movie's like <laughs> <laughs> Had him in bed, did like freaking flip them up and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, holy crap. Okay. <laughs> because I, I, actually, I actually was wondering, like, 
why why is this movie called you only live twice i didn't know i was wondering that too yeah i was like what does this have to do with anything and sure enough it's like oh oh well so he, he apparently survived that now so my question is this was was the whole thing staged i've always wondered that too like to what level the staging because you know they went through the whole thing of showing that you know bond was bleeding or it appeared to be blood, you know, and then, of course, they revealed later that it was a ruse. But I was wondering, how the heck did he escape that and how, how did he survive that? Well, is that his body then, I guess? That, that's a good question now you bring up, too. So those the police come in and they find him. Is he is that actually him and he's just faking it? Is it a, you know, is it a body? Is it a double? What, what's going on? I don't get it. Well, I'm asking our senior agents, do, do they know or maybe do they have some insight from the book? Now, again, not a lot of similarity with the book yeah, there. you're not getting any help from the book on <laughs> okay. this one. So it's okay. really up to your interpretation. I, I, Jason, I don't know about you, but I always interpreted it as that was him in the bed. Was, I always thought it was probably fake blood. And I always kind of thought that the girl and the guys with the guns were actual bad guys. I feel like it was – I think I think he, that most people were not in on it. Maybe a couple of the cops – and that's about it. I don't know. What is your take, Jason? I, I thought it was an elaborate ploy from start to finish that they were all in on it okay. uh, to some degree or another. I just don't know how else they would have pulled that off. I know that there must have been some sort because when he reports to M, M says no ill effects. As So I think that meant there must have been some sort of drug that was involved that that. Okay. that yeah, yeah mimic death or something to that effect yeah but yeah i mean i'm i'm speculating the same as everybody else here but but that's how how i've always thought it was i thought the no ill effects meant from the equipment that he had to have on for being you know for going into the water you know being put in into the water and that breathing apparatus he had on in that yeah you could be right there too like a, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm guessing as much for the rest of you fellas. Well, it makes sense, other. though. I, think it, I was just saying what Jason said. I think kind of makes sense to me because there'd be too many X factors. I want to. I, I, I kind of want to backtrack on thinking that the girl and the gunman weren't in on it. I think they might have to be because otherwise, you know, it'd have to be like like they'd have to know that he was going to be trapped in the bed and. You know, let's bulletproof the bottom of the bed and then put in the fake blood. You know, I. Starting to lean towards Jason's view yeah. that uh, more of them would have to be in on it. Hmm. So overall, it was a elaborate ruse. It was a ruse. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm more than satisfied with that. We already discussed about the astronaut and how it sucked to be that dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, that that was Chris. That was, yeah, Chris, that, would no. just, that would be horrible. Uh, as, as a former Air Force. Space officer, I, I was already like, oh, oh, it's about space. So in a different way than Pat <laughs> Did you write down space with an exclamation point? I, I didn't, you know, because, <laughs> you know, since since I, you know, I did it for 15 years, I was like, ah, space. No, actually, Mars, <laughs> it, it, was, it was more like, ooh, space. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it started, it was a very cool plot. And I'll get more into that later. I was, I saw the name uh, Roald Dahl. Go by. Ooh, good catch. For the screenplay and was like, wow. Okay. That is, you know, I mean, I wouldn't have associated, you know, a name like um Rolled 
going with um, a Bond movie. But hey, that's pretty cool. That dude has range <laughs> very clearly. What else? Like, I, I agree with what Pat was saying. Uh, it was there was a lot of action going on. And if I if I had to compare it to another Bond film, it'd be Dr. No. It kind of moved. It had the same kind of pacing as Dr. No did, where they figured out it was a bad guy. They wanted to and they, they highly suspected it was Spectre. And they just had to find out where the heck Spectre was. But still a really good movie. I thought that uh, Tiger uh, was a good sidekick. He had um, a couple of cracks on Bond that were hilarious. He said something. He said something to Bond like, "You will get into anything with any girl." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yeah. straight up called him a man whore. There, that was hilarious. And he said something as well about uh, him and Money Penny. Mm, yeah, yes. And knowing that they were kind of like a thing, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like yeah, we have spies too, James." I'm like, "Oh." Wow, snap. <laughs> so if, if that kind of maybe... Yeah, uh, what, he, what he said, uh, oh, I think can think of one or two women that might get around to it. And he's like, you're Miss Moneypenny, perhaps. <laughs> so may, may, maybe there's a little bit more to the double O player than we've let on, you know? Maybe. <laughs> oh, so okay. Thank you. You're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I'll help him. I know. I, you know what? I, you know, I help and, you know, I help by harm. You know, I can't help it. Um, let's see. I, I, I thought uh, Helga Brandt had a very good double cross in the movie. Mm. I, I, I'm a fan of any Bond villainess that has enough of a range <laughs> where they're not like, oh, my God, I slept with James Bond and now I must fall in love with him forever. No, it's cool when, you know, like there's a, a level of a double cross and you can't get more double cross than, OK, we're, you know, however many thousand feet up in the air. Bye. <laughs> Jump out the, air, the aircraft. That That's pretty good double cross. I thought little Nelly was cool, if not completely like not functional, meaning like if. If I were in a plane, you know, I would want some level of protection of people were shooting at me. And Bond was up there in a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> and a helmet. He's war, man. And a helmet on. It's warm outside. <laughs> I, I, man, I guess so. I mean, you know what's even warmer? Bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Bullets are pretty warm with and by you. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, I would have, I would have taken a little bit more, uh, more protection. But it was a cool device, and I did a little bit of reading about how elaborate of a production it was to get that aerial scene. And it was cool. Those are cool aerial scenes. They went to Russian ground control and they didn't translate. That was a very cool yeah. touch. It's like, wasn't that you, cool? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, did, did you, did you need to know what they said? I mean, no, you basically heard it already. Exactly. So, yeah. So like, that was, that was a very good touch. They were like, Chris, don't get out. Chris, <laughs> don't get out this time. Yurgi, Yurgi. I just assume that's Russian for Chris. Yeah, that works. Yes. So, so far as we know, you're dead on. So, yes, you're equals Chris. I wrote down how ridiculously connected would Spectre have to be to pull off such a complicated space heist? Like, it's really complicated. Man, yeah. I, I mean, we scratched the surface with how hard it would be to create that volcano headquarters. But you know what we need now? A rocket. Right. <laughs> And is is that the same one they use for both pickups? Yeah. 
Well, and, and or and, do they have more? So, yeah, so they had a reusable rocket capability, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. So, they were able to time a satellite or a launch like from around the globe and time it mm-hmm. so that their rocket could be up there in time for them to intercept that other amazing. Like the people at Spectre are freaking like not even underrated geniuses. Like these, they put on they put on a good spectacular of what they. Yeah, do. like they should they should heavily invest in the stock market and just take over the world that way. They're super smart. Like the the level of like genius it would take to even do to get to that level. Okay, I'm I'm dorking out space wise, but <laughs> just they earn those space. <laughs> the the overall plot. That, you know, Japan paid Spectre for the U.S. to go to war with Russia. Awesome. And timely. I mean, that would be timely today, much less when the movie came out. I think it was 67-ish. Right. Like, it, like that, was, that was a great plot. And it's, it's very believable that the United States spent, you know, billion, millions, billions of dollars to get a, air, uh, a spacecraft up. And it gets intercepted, and they are immediately like Russia. I mean, they didn't. I mean, without even any like even fat gatherers, like no, it was Russia. Russia did it, and Russia like they. I don't know if they tried to deny it or not, but it didn't even matter because the U.S. still strongly suspected it. So that was it. And then Russia got one of theirs taken, and they're immediately like, "Oh, U.S. Was just, they're just doing that for revenge." And again. It's a space war. Like militarily, this doesn't happen. So this is really cool. I'm dorking out again. Sorry. <laughs> All my dreams, like in the military, you know. Like. <laughs> so you, you were secretly hoping for Russia-U.S. war with Japan kind of behind it the whole time, Inspector. They're like, Colonel Williams, we need your help. I'll save the day. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put on my tracksuit and get ready in my helmet. Let, let me let me get in my little space Nelly. I don't need any astronaut equipment. <laughs> Short sleeves. Sure. <laughs> I give them credit. While making James Bond Japanese was ridiculous, it could have gone wrong in so many ways. <laughs> it could have just been like, I mean, just shattering the horribly racist scale. And it wasn't. It was mildly ridiculous, but not at all racist. I thought that um the reveal of Blofeld, it was it was about time. And that was that was cool to uh see Blofeld and of course the Doctor Evil references, uh, as Pat already alluded to. Yeah. And wow, that's it. Like I didn't I didn't even take a ton of notes because the action of the movie just it flowed very well. Like, you know, we kind of uh, bagged on Thunderball a little bit and saying that uh, the action kind of drug a little bit. That that didn't happen in this case. I thought it was a very, very good plot, very tight plot. And I thought it was advanced very well. And there weren't uh, many uh, dead areas at all. Uh, so I was I was really impressed with the movie and I liked it a lot. Excellent. Excellent. Well, good job to both of you. Well done to both of our agents. Now, real quick, let's have our veteran co-host, Agent Jason, my brother, weigh in with the eyes of a veteran. What did you think watching this again, probably for the 40th time? (laughs) Yeah, probably about. uh, Well, just reinforced my opinion that this is one of my favorite Sean Connery, uh, James Bond movies. I I really like this one. I think this one was particularly challenging because number one, it had a new director. 
Number two, there was a lot of there was a lot of stress going on behind the scenes. This was a very stressful shoot for Sean Connery because of you know he was in contract negotiations. They were trying to come to terms for another movie and just couldn't quite do it. So there were some tensions going on there. Also, they were this wasn't supposed to be the next movie coming up. They were supposed to do Honor Majesty's Secret Service next, but because of weather conditions. Um, wasn't right for the time of the shoot. They they went with You Only Live Twice. And as we talked about, the novel You Only Live Twice, unlike the previous four movies that we've looked at, really didn't help much. As a matter of fact, the original writer, as as uh, Delvin alluded to, was, was fired and replaced by Roald Dahl. And I think that this movie was as good as it was because Roald Dahl and Lewis Gilbert collaborated so well on writing the script um you know mr doll's writing was obviously spot on and and lewis gilbert you know brings some strengths to the bond films and we'll see him do two more bond films down the road a piece and so for having really nothing to go on they kind of put this all together and they put together a pretty compelling story and had really good plot points and great action scenes. So I, I think all all in all, uh, the creative team behind this really did well. And then just to round it off, once again, Ken Adam, that set that set piece was I think he got I think he got an even million uh, to build that volcano volcano base with the working helipad. <laughs> <laughs> and had everything else they had going on there. Wow. And and so that was incredible as well. So I just think this was one of those films where everything came together nicely. It was very stressful, a lot of pressure on them to do well again. And and they did. Those are my thoughts on the film. So and then I'll just roll into my three uh bond little factoids here. Before you do that, Jason, I was just gonna add to like to your notes. Man, you probably they probably had to feel like bad to deconstruct that set, huh? <laughs> yeah. Man, that set was huge. Yeah, I, if you watch the behind the scenes and they show the scaffolding and everything on the on the set, they were afraid they couldn't light it. It was like it's too big for you know we don't have enough lights to <laughs> to put enough lighting in here to uh, to film it. But they did, and you know it it, it was an incredible uh, incredible set. In my opinion, probably. My favorite, you know, it's definitely amongst my favorites, probably my favorite Bond set of the movies. I, I liked it. I think it really, that set just really made those tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I got, and you know, I, I want to piggyback on that too. One thing that's driven me nuts for years and years and years. And if anybody out there is listening or if you know anybody who works for like, let's say Hasbro or Eon, why, why, why doesn't Hasbro release a three and three quarter inch series of James Bond figures? Which ties into like if you're gonna buy if you're gonna make one big playset, it'd totally be the volcano oh. base. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> That'd yeah, be a I was thinking cool the same story. thing. Yeah. So like, well, I feel like there's just I, that's dr- drove me nuts for years. Like, there's money on the table there. With like, if Disney owned or somebody, you know, you can make a whole entertainment world around the volcano base. Oh yeah, like a theme it's got park. A monorail. It's got it. Yeah. It's kind of funny you mentioned that cuz the JBR guys a while back they were talking about how cool it would be to have like a a James Bond theme park. And it got me to thinking and one of the things I thought about was like, you know, how they have those big massive uh laser tag battles. You could have one of those oh, and and have have like sets built like the the volcano base and have and have like ninjas versus uh 
specter type yeah. laser tag battles in there. But yeah, that's it's just really cool. It always kind of reminded me of uh, I had that old Guns of Navarone playset, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, so I, it always kind of reminded me of that in a way, you know, with, with just the I don't know the control room and the monorail and helipad, the rocket. Yeah, you know would be really cool then. Uh, now that I'm thinking, has anybody done this in Lego? Oh man, a Lego set like that? There's yeah. one Lego set. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think they're thinking official, but um, they, there's folks obviously that have custom yeah, so, up some stuff. Yeah. I've, I've looked, seen it on oh, like, YouTube, look I up. think. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. And that, again, that's money that'd on be. the table. Why not just get the license from Lego? I mean, I I spend like all my paychecks there. Like hell yeah, I'll spend six hundred dollars to build the Lego volcano base. You know, I would Moonraker <laughs> space shuttle. You bet. You betcha. <laughs> Doctor knows uh, you, you build a little cage and it comes with a live spider. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bond. Thank you. Bond was one shoe. All right. So here are my Bond uh, factoids for this You Only Live Twice movie. We already talked about that the original script writer for You Only Live Twice was fired and was replaced by famed author Roald Dahl. Dahl and Ian Fleming were actually friends who served together uh, through part of World War II. Fact number two. So director Louis Gilbert was uncomfortable flying at the best of times. He was made even more nervous when their personal helicopter pilot in Japan turned and informed him that he was a former kamikaze pilot. (laughs) (laughs) He should be happy, though. He clearly wasn't good at that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Kamikaze pilot, you suck. And then number three, uh, aerial photographer John Jordan suffered a horrible accident during the little Nelly chase scene when a rotor blade sliced through his foot. He survived the ordeal. He lost his foot, uh, but he was able to return to shoot footage for our next film, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Manly man right there. He was. Unfortunately, he died um, doing some film work for uh, Catch-22. But yeah, he uh, there was just uh, a terrible accident, like an updraft came up, caught one of the helicopters. Uh, he was in one, had his, and it sliced through the helicopter, sliced through his foot, and uh, they had to do an emergency landing. And um, it was that I think it was that same kamikaze pilot that was that was flying was ma- managed to land with like one skid it was kind of kind of interesting and then they uh rushed him there happened to be a medical conference on going on in tokyo at the time so they tried to reattach his foot and they sent him back to london and cubby broccoli i think went back with him made sure that everything was was good and he was set up in the hotel or not the hotel the hospital and uh unfortunately he couldn't they couldn't save his foot but uh um, he recovered quickly i think he actually came back and finished doing some shooting on you only live twice and then came back for honor majesty's secret service so he was a tough guy Hmm. yeah that goes without saying good god and that's what i got good work so with those 007 trivia nuggets safely tucked away it's time to have our rookie agent score this film. So, folks, on a score of one to seven martinis, we'll start with Pat. How many martinis are you going to give this movie, good sir? As much as Delvin doesn't want me to do this, I'm going to give this a seven. Whoa! Whoa! Pow, 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 pow! This is a Man, good... Man, it is a good movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> I liked it, yeah. You're I, a seven. I, I give it a seven. Sir. <laughs> yeah, ah... <laughs> 
Hey, I got twenty other episodes. I got twenty <laughs> other episodes to go. Twenty other movies to go. There's nothing wrong with putting this as a top tier Bond movie. Nothing wrong yeah, with that at all. Nothing wrong with this at all. I, I like it. All right, Delvin. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Nowhere to go but down. <laughs> you, you know what? I, 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 maybe it's because you know of the time that we're doing this podcast, but I, I definitely should be a nicer person towards Pat uh, and his rating <laughs> if, if he had that much love. Uh, for that is awesome and then c- considering the fact that i was able to space dork out over the movie uh i'm gonna bump up my initial and i'm gonna give it a six wow uh, because I, I, I was gonna give it a five like along with dr no but I, I really did enjoy the movie um and i was impressed with with how it how it flowed and i was impressed with the scenery and locale and, and the bad guy of Blofeld. Um, they finally got to the V bad guy of Spectre. So, yeah, there were a lot of great elements uh, in the movie that were enjoyable. So, yeah, I'm good with that six. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good. It's a top, it's a top tier. Fun one. I'm I'm wondering what it's going to take for you to give a seven. Maybe there won't be a seven. We should play a game like like we should text right. each other like Jason. And I should text each other. And guess which one he's going to give a seven to and see if we can get it. I, well, I'm not, I don't know. He may not. You're right. You're right, Devil. You may a- not. After, after five movies, you know, if I had to redo them again, if I gave one a seven, it would um, be um, Goldfinger. I but a lot of people would agree with you on that. But we, you know, we have more movies to go. Like, you, uh-huh. you remember, I, I hedged that. I said, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I didn't want to give, give it a seven, yeah. like, right off. You know, a few more movies under my belt, and like it—that was a fantastic movie. Like, man, well, we already talked about that, so go listen to that one, well, folks. I'm, but yeah, I'm just going to tell you, Delvin, you can have more than one good movie. <laughs> uh, I think half the people tune in to listen to you guys bicker with. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what we're going to definitely have to do is on our last episode when we get to the last one before the new movie comes out is have you guys bring your ranks. We'll all bring our rankings. Just straight up rank them all. Oh, holy crow! I better like re-rank them again, or like, like rank them one through twenty. What are we coming up on five? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, that's okay. A, I was right. definitely gonna have them do that. I, I wanted. You might do a bonus episode. Yeah, all four of us. All four of us right. to do it independently, and then I wanna, I, I, I wanna lay them out and 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 kind of score them based on the aggregate of of our four scores. Figure I out think what the that, official rookie agents listing of Bond films is. Yeah, I I, right, I think so, we'll something to stick around. Yeah, for. I think we, we we would have like probably one of the most comprehensive, probably <laughs> honest, yeah, scoring ever. I mean, yeah. we've got two veterans, and we've got two people that watched it straight through for the first time with it fresh in their minds. And I think uh, it'd be interesting to see what comes out on number one. And yeah, you know, we're we're, we're totally gonna do it. It's gonna be a bonus episode at the end. I know we're gonna do this. Well, cool. Those are some good scores. Well, thank you, gentlemen. And now it's time to crown. Everybody loves this part. This episode's double O award winner. Pat and Delvin will do this by answering a series of trivia questions on You Only Live Twice. Who's our current champion? It's me. That is the current champion. Before we do that, let's take a quick break to thank our Patreon sponsors. White Rocket Entertainment. 
I know it's a long list of names, folks, but these are the people that are support us in, in the best ways possible. We love all of our listeners. These guys go above and beyond and help fund this show and other White Rocket shows, so uh, I'll get through this as quickly as possible. Nicholas Cottrell, Joseph Fine, Christopher Burson, Samuel Salvatore, Neil Dyer, Phil Amthor of WeHaveDonuts.com, Steve Trawick, Richard Stevens, Justin Bean, David Evers, Tom Anderson, Timothy, Dan Thompson, Wes Atkinson, Steve Harland, Richard Stevens, Andrew Barber, Gerard Albrich, Rich Reimer, Bill Matthews, Chris Usher, Will Summerford, John McCune, Catherine England, David Simpson, Josh Teal, Mike Finley, Randall Walker, C.T. Wayne, Earl Ricks, War Eagle to Earl, Dave Powell, Michael Kirshner, Mick Vigicana, Chris Thrash, Logan Chilton, George Gaston, Tony Perry, Alex Gwynn, Clay Henson, J.W. Rice, War Dan Wade, David Medinus, Mark Squire, Joey Miller, Matthew Wagstaff, Russell Milling, Rob Morgan, Steve Schuster, James Taylor. Thank you, baby. Yes, I do. How sweet it is to be loved In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. There we go. We All good? Right. Good. Okay. John, John Stubbs, who has the unfortunate uh, spot to have to go after James Taylor every time. <laughs> Kenneth Britt Rains, Brant Rumble, Nicholas Craig. You ain't got to lie, Nicholas Craig. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You, you ain't got, got to lie, Craig. <laughs> Matt Robenheimer. Plus, our one-time and anonymous donors. If I missed anybody, please don't hesitate to write in to let me know. Obviously, these, this list kind of changes from here to there, and sometimes we miss stuff in updates. Uh, don't feel bad about letting us know if we missed you, because I want to add you to the list. If you'd like to help uh, keep radioactive homing pills in our belly, <laughs> you t- I, cracked my, I cracked myself up with a joke I wrote in the script. Let me try that again. <laughs> if you'd like to help keep radioactive homing pills in our belly, you too can help sponsor the show over at patreon.com. Just search keyword Plexico, P-L-E-X-I-C-O, and you can give as little as a dollar a month to help keep our swimming pool stocked with golden grotto sharks. And like those other folks whose names you just heard, you'll get a shout out on every episode and on all White Rocket Entertainment shows, including this one. As a Patreon, you'll also get bonus material and behind the scenes information on all White Rocket endeavors, including our novels comic books, and more. So thank you, all you guys. Before Jason takes us away into Double O Trivia Awards and competition, I just want to say that I have stressed out on past episodes because topics would come up during discussion that were trivia questions. I'm not doing that anymore because, you know, we let uh, we let the, the winner decide who's going first and who's questioning who. Uh, so if your qu- trivia question was answered during discussion, I guess you caught a lucky break. So I'm not stressing out about it anymore. Oh, we're going. Oh my. Oh. That's right. Oh, wow. We, the new Jared. Well, I mean, like, if, if this works in my favor, it's awesome. But if it doesn't, <laughs> crap. <laughs> Stupidest idea ever. <laughs> All right, Agent Jason, let's roll this. All right, let's find out who this Missions Trivia 00 Award winner is going to be so he can lord it over the other guy until the next episode. Agent Jared and I have each prepared three questions for a total of six. We'll take turns asking each contestant a question. You get it right, that's a point. You get it wrong. Your opponent has an opportunity for a steal. Most points get you the coveted double O award, a shoe with a homing beacon in the heel, and a judo lesson in the barn with pussy galore. While supplies last, not available in all areas. All right, let's start the segment we like to call Agents Under Fire. Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy. All 
Right. Who's going and first? Current champion gets to pick the order in which we go. So, Pat, you're the current champion. Who's going first? I will pass on going first as I will get rid of this hay that's in my hair from Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... So, Delvin, you're going to go first. Uh, you want Jason to read, or do you want me to do it? Come on, Jared. What you got? All right. Here we go. Easy round. Delvin, <laughs> we're starting off things nice and easy with you, brother. And I think you're going to like that decision that we made earlier, because your first question is, what's the code phrase 007 learns for his Tokyo contact? I actually wrote it down, too. So that's good. But it's I love you. I love you, too, man. We've been oh, friends say it like you mean it. Say it like you mean it. <laughs> That's probably the same way he said it to the other Delvin on his other podcast. <laughs> Good job. That's a point for you. Well done, Delvin. By the way, I, I, I should have mentioned it because I thought it was awesome Like during my uh, comments when he learned that the uh, phrase was, I love you, and then Money Penny asked him to repeat it. Said, I got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Don't and worry, I got it. Like that was that was nice. That was so well played. She gets that last laugh too, though. If you remember that at the very end, she gets the last line of the movie because M tells her to go topside and get get 007. She's like, "With pleasure, sir." <laughs> I go break up that party. <laughs> yep, she's a blocker. That's right. All right, Pat. So that one got a pretty easy one. I'll give you an easy one here. What is the weapon serial number of Bonds Walther PPK? I'm kidding. That's not your question. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not, that's not an easy one. Uh, well played, you have seen the look on my face like, what? You <laughs> seen the look on my face. I was like, ah! Uh, now, your question for reals is, what was Helga Brandt's specter number? Uh, Jason's son, she was number 11. Well done. Dum He's got it. Moving into medium difficulty questions, back to my longtime friend, Delvin. How does Tiger Tanaka get around Tokyo? Ooh. Looking for a mode of transportation, in case I wasn't clear. I was assuming, yes. Okay. Um, uh, you would mention cars. Pat, take it, dude. I don't know. Going for a steal, Pat. How does Tiger Tanaka get around Tokyo? She has a sports car. How does he yep, get around? Yep. Is it the white sports car? It is not. Not the white sports car. Points for anybody, but I'll let my brother show off. Jason? Through his personal train. Surely him has a similar device. Private train, man. He's baller. Wow. No points for anybody. All right. So, Pat, you got a chance to take a lead here if you can name five weapons on Little Nelly. Machine guns. Ding. Ding. (laughs) Rockets. I don't know what they called them, but it was the... They dropped out of the like little bombs that he had to be over somebody to drop those things. Do you count that, Jared? We'll consider it. See if you come up with two little See if you come up with two more. (laughs) We'll consider it. A flamethrower. Ding. Ding. And what was the what was another thing? Um, That's why it's a medium level question. Missiles, rockets. Yeah, I think guns. He's good. right? Right. Yep. Yep, that you didn't say missiles yet. The missiles was was the one you were oh, missing. Okay, I, I was confused with the missiles and the rockets. I'm like, no, oh, yeah. okay. And then cool. we're gonna count the bomb, the aerial yeah, mines, I, the bomb. Yeah, he yeah. knew what he was talking about. We'll be nice. Delvin's not be happy about. All right, ding, 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 ding. all right, it gets it. Uh, they did you guys uh, just as a fun side note? Anybody catch that uh, there was one item that he was briefed on that he didn't use? Just wondering. Um, it's a deeper level question. It's just for fun. Jason, did you did you catch that? 
first sure time. I this is the first time I noticed it. But uh, he talked about uh, it was next to the flamethrowers. He said there was like a smoke, like like a smoke screen, flamethrower huh. and and smoke screen. And I was like, wait, smokes? Huh, I didn't catch that. I, I first time I ever noticed it watching this time through. Maybe it's because I was watching Theory those Chinese bootleg versions. <laughs> uh, if you didn't get that joke, you should go to Twitter and check out the video I posted of the Chinese bootleg DVD set I got. All right. So it's back to Delvin. We got we to gotta, gotta come from behind, Delvin. We got to even this up. I'll do my best. We're in the hard category. I know. What's the name of the rocket, the American rocket, in the opening sequence? Oh, God. They said it like 40 times, though. <laughs> they said it a lot. I swear, of all the things that... <laughs> You write down and you don't write down the rocket name. Oh, well. No rocket name for you tonight. Hold on. Things up on the dark web. You know I'd never cheat. No, no rocket name. Pat, you're going to go ahead and claim victory then. You're already up two to one. No. So it's now it's time for you to show off if you know it. I don't know it. I Jason? I Now that you said they mentioned it probably several times, I just... Jason, you got this? No, I don't know it. I think his mic is on. Oh, sorry. I honestly don't. I honestly don't remember. Ah, it's Jupiter 16. It's oh. possible that he can miss this question and I could steal. Forcing a that, time. That is true. You can't. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I, my math, my math is not strong. My math is not strong. Okay. Good, good, oh, good oh. catch, though. All right. So, it's do, or prayer, die, do or die time, Pat. John, he's oh, oh, well, we're halfway there. <laughs> You can strike down, down on his luck. It's tough. <laughs> so tough. Oh, my goodness. All right. Gina, we're the uh, time of day. Uh, we're the time of day. We're the So what's the first thing Bond says when returning from the grave? Yeah. Yes. Don't screw it oh, up so no one can steal it, or man, we're going into overtime. Uh, permission to come on board. Oh, man. Oh, he's got it. Winner, winner. Or shut up. Permission to come <laughs> on board. Well done. I, I wasn't I wasn't 100% <laughs> confident there that you were going to get that, Pat. I'm not going to lie. I knew that one. Ah. I knew that one. Good job, Pat. Thank you. Thank you. Woohoo! Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. You want it. You keep it, old buddy. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I, I hang think, on, I on, think on, Delvin still on, has. Hang on, hang I think Delvin's still two over me. Or one over me. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jared son. Thank you. Congratulations. did the right proper thing and lord this victory over Delvin until you meet again in the field. Oh, you know uh, I will. You know back I to the salt mines. <laughs> oh, doing my quotes. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> now come in, come sit over here by the sit by me by this <laughs> now it's time for our last official segment before we get to the mailbag and this this segment is called return fire this never happened to the other fellow ah. 
During the return fire, our rookie agents, Pat and Delvin, get to toss Jason and I a trivia question they brought with them in an attempt to stump the double O experts. So, Jason and I are teaming up. We're trying to get the knock it shot. Let's get this going. Return fire. I, I strongly suspect there's going to be a number one from, <laughs> from Pat. Pat. Rain Man Pat. <laughs> All right. Well, I will. Okay. I will do a All number. Right. I will start us off. What is the combination on the safe? <laughs> I saw this. Osata building. I saw According to the electronic oven. device that Bond uses. Four, six, eight, three, something that's hard to see on DVD. I think it might be a four. But it's four, six, eight, three, something. <laughs> Jason? Trust me on this, Jason. Unless you know that last visit. But I think it's four, six, eight, three. I, I'm going to shut up. Nah, yeah, I'm going to go with what my brother says on this one. Okay, so what I'm hearing is four, four eight. Or four. four six eight three something that's really hard to see something. on DVD. I something. think it's a four, but I'm not positive. But if I got those first four digits, I'm claiming this, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> four six eight three. Oh, one. okay. Uh, you I thought it, it was one as well, but it was hard to see. I couldn't quite tell because I was like, when I saw that combo, I was like, this is a pack question. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to commit this. One. I, I should have thought that. <laughs> We're taking it, even though I didn't quite get that last di- that digit. I'm not taking that, but we grazed us. We'll say he grazed us. So, so you're you're saying you're giving yourself like you know pat credit? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, man. it was a good question though, Pat Delvin. What do you got for me and Jason? So Bond died, uh, mm-hmm. and it was announced in the newspaper that he um, he Uh-oh. had passed away. What was the name of that paper? Oh, you. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I really thought you were going for 98.4. I, I, I can see the paper. I can see the picture of the paper. I was pretty proud of it. I'm like, I think I'm going to make this That's one my trivia question. The funny thing is, is I remember British Naval, Naval Commander murdered is the head wrong, which means it's an English paper, so I don't have to think of any Japanese words. That's good. I want, I want to say it starts with an S. S. And it's <laughs> well played. Uh, I like. I keep wanting to say Strand, but that's Sherlock Holmes. But I, it's so close to that. It's it's starts with it's S. It's one word. Help me out, Jason. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm out, man. I mean, I could. I I I remember the the titles as British naval commander murdered. It's got the picture of Bond uh, in his naval uniform. Um, but I I mean, I'm just gonna take a guess and say the Times. Oh, it starts with an S. I told you, Jared. That. You are amazingly close, man. No, I mean, that, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should. I mean, you should at least give yourself credit because hold on, S T R A. Yeah, the all the letters for strand are in that in, in the title. Standard. Of the paper. Standard. It's, standard. it's standard. Yes, <laughs> you had to leave me there, but I got it. <laughs> The paper's name was Standard. Oh my goodness! Oh, That's a heck man. of a question. That was heck that was cruel. That was. A I good think one. I think we took a hit. Well played, Dylan. Well played. Both of them get killed. <laughs> oh goodness, guys! You guys are killing. Those are great questions. Yeah, man. That's yep. I, I was useless on that one. Man, I counted on you, man. 
But I'm sorry I let uh, you down. You saved our bacon before. Okay. Uh, I give you credit. Oh, goodness. You guys got any bonus ones this time? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Anything to make us feel better? Consolation prize, something? <laughs> something easy. This might be, I, I have one that might be, that might be an easy one. And I think I wrote it down just as a general trivia, excuse me, as a general trivia question. James Bond uh, met up with Mr. Henderson, and Mr. Henderson was telling him about his past. How long had he been in Japan? Ooh. He refuses to go totally Japanese, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's been a while. Yes. Like 20 years or something yeah, like that? I'm ballparking at 20. I think you got us again, man. He said that he has been in Japan for 28 years. Oh, man. Hey, oh, wow. they're killing us tonight. Killing us. Well, well, dang. At least I got some credit there, you know, since I freaking whiffed on the... You're like, what is James Bond's <laughs> name? I've got bonus questions if you want to feel better. No, I probably screwed those up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody remember the, name was, of the the boat that he went to investigate? That was on my list. Uh, the Ning Ningpo. Very good. What See, about the... Fake name that he gave Mr. Osato. I didn't know that. Oh, you did. You what about you got his fake name, Delvin, that he gave to Mr. Osato when he pretended to work for the company. Ooh. Uh, I think I might know that. I'll let Delvin try it first. Oh, so, Mr. Fisher. Very good. It's all stuff yep. you can edit yep. out if you want. That. <laughs> uh, what university did 007 attend? <sighs> he said it. Cambridge. Oh, let's see now. Look at that. We got the feel good questions back. Anyway, we can cut all that, Pat. Oh, <laughs> we get back. What's the what's the correct temperature of sake? 98.4. 98.4. What kind of drink did Bond have? Sake. Made for him. Uh, made for him? He had a vod- vodka martini mm-hmm. stirred, not shaken, by Mr. Henderson. That's he got correct. it wrong, but Bond was too classy to tell him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He said you know, something like quite right or something like that. Anyways. Jason, you're back on script. All right. All right. So nicely done, guys. Agent Jared, what do we have in the eyes-only mailbag this week? What, no small talk? No chit-chat? Man, we've got a lot in the mailbag this week. Thank you, Jason. As a reminder to our audience, if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can send us your questions, comments, or trivia challenges to ohmspod at outlook.com or over on the Twitter page at OHMSPOD. Now, if you'd like, you can even use the email. As a reminder, that's OHMSPOD at outlook.com to send us an audio recording of your question or comment. We might even play it on the show. Please try to keep your audio file around 30 seconds or less, and we'd love to hear from you and make you part of the show. And we've got a few audio files tonight. Also, if you're an iTunes listener, we'd greatly appreciate it if you left a review for the show. That'll help raise the show's profile to attract more of the 007 family to this program. And as a reward for leaving a review, we will read your entire review on an upcoming episode of MI6 Rookie Agents. Which leads us to the first of our semi-regular feedback segments from the desk of M and Q's research and development team, better known as RAD, for their RAD thoughts on Bond. Now, from the desk of M is an audio file send in from the wife of our very own Agent Delvin, the dark web, Felix Leiter, the lovely Miranda Leiter. Miranda is our... (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if I'd get past that. Uh, Silver hands. Uh, Miranda is our secret rookie agent hiding in the shadows as she watches each of these 007 adventures along with Agent Delvin. Let's see what super secret Agent Miranda Webb has to say for this episode's feature in her segment <laughs> from the desk of M. Hey guys, here are just a couple of thoughts I had on You Only Die Twice. First, 
Japanese James Bond. In what world, real or fictional, are we to believe that Sean Connery hunched over with some spray tan lotion on, squinting his eyes in a black wig is supposed to look Japanese? It was a little offensive and a little weird. Second thought, so is that marriage legally binding? Is he really married to that other agent? If so, did they ever revisit that? Did they get the wedding annulled? Those were really my biggest two things I wrote down from the movie. I also had a comment about their Spectre's evil spaceship that ate everyone else's spaceship just to take the astronauts. And I wonder, would it have just been easier had they kidnapped the astronauts on land? And probably would have saved them a lot more money. But um, overall, I thought this one was pretty good. It kept my attention a lot better than Thunderball. Sorry, Jason. Alrighty. Well, those are my random musings for this week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for sending in those thoughts, Miranda. We always appreciate that. Next up, we have fellow podcasters and friends of the show, Ruth and Darren from their Rad Adventures podcast network. Normally, Rad stands for Ruth and Darren, but here on our 007 show, it stands for Q's Research and Development Team. So let's get to this episode's Rad Thoughts on Bond. Hi, I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren. Of the Rad Adventures Network. We're with Research and Development QBranch, and we're here to share our thoughts about You Only Live Twice. We've both always been fascinated with Japanese culture, and I love all of the wonderful Japanese scenery in this movie. Famed author Ruel Dahl was a friend of Ian Fleming, and he wrote the screenplay for the movie, and he changed several parts of the plot because he felt the book was little more than a travelogue of Japan. But I don't mind that at all, because those are my favorite parts of the movie. Japanese gardens, Japanese homes, a Japanese wedding, the Tokyo skyline, Tokyo Tower, the Imperial Palace, the fishing village, and the mountains, including volcanoes. By the way, more than 70% of Japan is covered by mountains, and there are more than 100 active volcanoes. We were lucky to go to Japan about 10 years ago, and it's a beautiful country. We visited Tokyo, Mount Fuji, Kyoto, and Nara. Nara is famous for its deer park that surrounds the local shrine. Deer roam freely, and tourists flock to Nara to feed the deer. And I noticed in this movie that James Bond chases Henderson's killer through a park that has a statue of several deer in the background, and I thought that was neat. This film always fascinated me as a kid. Besides the exotic Japanese scenery, I was also fascinated by the plot with spaceships swallowing other spaceships and volcanoes that hide rocket launch pads and portable personal helicopters. Plus, we finally get to see Blofeld in this film, and Donald Pleasance is great in the role. I'm a fan of his from the excellent film Fantastic Voyage and the classic Robin Hood TV series starring Richard Green, which featured Donald Pleasance as Prince John. There's also a cameo in this movie by a favorite actor of mine. Ed Bishop appears as the NASA communications officer early in the film. He frequently worked for producer Jerry Anderson and did voices for many of the Supermarionation shows, including Captain Scarlet and the Mysterons. He was also the star of Jerry Anderson's first live-action TV series, playing Commander Straker in the excellent sci-fi series UFO in 1970. And he was one of the actors considered for James Bond when Sean Connery left the series. We also see Burt Kwok again in this film after he appeared in a different role in Goldfinger earlier in the series. And now it's time for 007 Hits and Misses, when we share our thoughts about two low points and seven high points in the film. For me, the big low point in this film is the bad dub of the actress who plays Kisi Suzuki, who poses as James Bond's wife. The actresses who play Aki and Suzuki both had voice coaches to help them with their English. 
But in the end, they still dub the voice of Suzuki, and you can tell the voice isn't in sync with the mouth, and that's really distracting at times. And I'll fault one part of the helicopter battle. It's an exciting sequence overall, but unfortunately they reuse one of the explosion scenes when one of the helicopters is destroyed. I can understand reusing a scene to save money, but it would have helped if they had filmed it with two different cameras so they could have used a different angle. Instead, it's exactly the same scene from exactly the same angle, and the two scenes appear only two minutes apart, which makes it really obvious that it's reused. This is another great film, so once again it was difficult to limit the number of high points to only seven. But here are our top seven hits. Number seven. The first time we see Spectre's spacecraft and it swallows the small U.S. space capsule is a favorite of mine. It was captivating to me when I first saw it as a kid, and I can still remember being concerned for the poor astronaut who is left outside when his lifeline is cut. Number six, the helicopter picking up the car with a giant magnet and then dropping it into the ocean. That's a neat scene, and I like that it was producer Albert Cubby Broccoli's wife who thought of it. Number five, fighting with furniture. It's such a fun scene when Bond gets into a fight with a large security guard at Osato Chemicals, and Bond picks up a couch and starts using it like a battering ram. Number four, the scene when Helga Brandt traps Bond in the plane while she jumps out with a parachute. It's really exciting and ends with a fabulously filmed crash landing. Number three, the bridge over troubled piranha waters. It's scary and a great follow-up to the shark scenes from Thunderball. Number two, the amazing launch pad set hidden in a volcano with giant rockets and a working monorail system. It's a terrific set, and the cost of building that one set was equal to the entire production budget of Dr. No. And number one is Little Nelly, because who doesn't want a portable personal helicopter to fly around in? We were lucky to see Little Nelly at the Bond in Motion exhibit in London. It's awesome, and I want one. A big thank you once again to our friends Jared, Jason, Delvin, and Pat for letting us share our thoughts on their excellent podcast. Remember, we're RAD, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren, and Research and Development. All right, boys, what do you think? I I feel like an idiot because I didn't notice that part of the aerial scene. Hey, I've seen uh, it like 40 times and I didn't notice. I, I was, I'm right there with you, man. That's like, that's money well saved as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, Darren was like, they were really obvious. I'm like, uh, uh yeah, man. I, yeah, really obvious. Woo. I've probably no joke seen this movie 20 times and I never noticed it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jared. <laughs> I like uh, Darren agreed with me right away. Space. <laughs> yes. It had me and at everybody space. Everybody feels bad for Chris, man. I know. I yeah. know. He's still out there, Poor man. Chris. One yeah. my homie Chris right here. And, and, and if we didn't get this already, he did. <laughs> he did uh, not another make thing it. I like, another thing I like is he mentioned the Super Marriotts. That's what I was talking about with the Thunderball, uh, with the Thunderbirds. Right. He mentioned uh, Captain Scarlet. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about Captain Scarlet. That was the first time. I didn't either, yeah. yeah. It's all that, that Marriott kind of a... Uh, I've never seen any of them. TV show kind of thing. There, you have to look them up. Maybe that could be something we can do for <laughs> another podcast. <laughs> yeah, another plug. Uh, Saturday matinee. <laughs> Saturday matinee theater is that a podcast? Why yes, it is. Why, yes, it is. <laughs> oh boy. Anybody else uh, thoughts on Ruth and Darren? Oh, just one more thing for me is I agree with like Ruth said too. Just the lo- locations, man. That, that's really getting me now in these movies. Yeah, they do a good job of that. And I, w- I wish I would have looked at that 
even more with the other three movies. Well, you can go back and watch that we saw before. Or yeah, well, I can go back and enjoy them now. Yeah, but I'm just something I, I wish my eye would have caught on. I was I was more concerned about other things at the time, but now I'm now I'm really enjoying that. Cool. Those those locations. So anybody else? Oh, I think that they they hit the high points uh, pretty well, and I'm I'm with Ruth. I would also like a little Nelly. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, thanks for sending that in, uh, Ruth and Darren. As a reminder, you can check out their myriad of podcasts, uh, which includes Xenozoic Xenophiles, Trekker Talk, which is not about Star Trek, uh, Warlord Worlds, and Super Sleuths. I always forget that one. Let's go back into our mailbag, and we've got one from Don Zuderman from the Netherlands. Let's see what Don has to say. Hello, Don. Hello, Don. Let's play that one. Let's see what Don's got to say. Hi, this is Don Zuiderman from the Netherlands, and I want to make a small contribution to your show on You Only Live Twice. Um, I want to focus on the music of Bond. Uh, you know that John Barry has scored pretty much all these first five Bond films and beyond even. Um, and in addition to the very famous uh, James Bond theme, which sounds a bit like this. also wrote his own theme uh, called the 007 theme which he used in From Russia With Love um, and in Thunderball and again in You Only Live Twice so that he would have more music to choose from uh, when he was scoring the film Uh, and the 007 theme sounds like this My question for um, um, for you guys is: Which uh, theme song do you prefer, the James Bond theme song or the 007 theme song? And the secondary question is: If you listen to the 007 theme song, which scene do you picture? Is that from Russia with Love, where Bond steals the lector? Is it from Thunderball, where he's uh, having an underwater battle, or is it um, the Little Nelly scene from You Only Live Twice? I'd love to hear from you guys and keep up the good work. Bye-bye. That's our boy Don Suderman from the Netherlands, you guys. We got fans in the Netherlands. In the Netherlands. (laughs) And this guy's no rookie agent by the sound of it. This guy's guy's a full-fledged double O. So Don Zuderman wants to know, uh, we'll take it around the room. Do you like the traditional James Bond theme or the 007, the second theme? Uh, Jason? Ooh, put me on the spot first. But it's like saying, do you like steak or fried chicken? Um, <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had that argument. 
Well, we had a yard with chicken. I'm going to be maybe a little contrarian here and say I think I prefer the James Bond theme. The reason being, I mean, I you know, music and movies, there are certain movies I can watch again and again that like when that theme comes on just kind of makes your you know your 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 hair stand up gives you the goosebumps and everything and and that's just one of them and i think you know to to the second part of his question which you know which which movie of course you know i'm gonna go with thunderball and the underwater battle scene because in my mind if i had to pick one scene from all the bond movies that i thought was the coolest is the underwater battle scene I know I'm in the minority here, but <laughs> hey, you <laughs> like it, likes, man. Uh, but I really like it, and and, and I love that part because it's like as you're watching that scene, it's like the battles going back and forth, and and the bad guys are kind of winning, the good guys are kind of winning, the bad guys are kind of winning, and and you're like, oh, you're, you're kind of on edge, and then all of a sudden you hear that bum 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 bum, and Bond gets in the water, and it's like. It's time to take your ass whooping, boys. <laughs> <laughs> he just nice. kicks, kicks the stuffing out of him. And that's, that's still, when I hear that music and see him go in the water, it's like it still gets me gets me fired up. So, yep, James Bond theme and from the Thunderball. All that's, right. That's my answer. Delvin? Uh, I'm more of a classic guy. I Even though the uh, James Bond theme, that was the more upbeat one, the second one, right? No, the James Bond theme is the first one. It's the more traditional one. Oh, okay. Second, the second one's called 007. Gotcha. Oh, sorry. Then I screwed up. I went the 007 one. That's that's the oh. one I was, I was talking now about. Now Jason has to record his whole answer again. All right. I'm <laughs> sorry. I guess I... Okay. Oh, he doesn't. <laughs> well, we'll leave it in. That's just Jason. It's just, it's just Jason. Jason screwing it up again. So you but like yeah. the second one. You like the... I like the 007 theme. Okay. And I, I like it played in Thunderball. Thunderball. Okay. Delvin? So I, I like the James Bond theme better only because it's always that familiar introduction mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, welcome to James Bond type thing. I, I, I like that. I like that. That is just kind of that familiar intro into going into any James Bond movie. So. There was nothing wrong with the other one. It was lively. It was, you know, very upbeat, frantic action. But I, I couldn't see them using that like in every movie. So I, I'll, I'll go with the more timeless classic of the James Bond thing. Okay, so when you do hear the second one, the 007 sort of action theme, uh, the second part of his question is, does it make you think of From Russia With Love? Does it make you think of the underwater battle scene Thunderball? Does it make you think of the little Nelly helicopter scene? I think uh, my very first thought was uh, the first time I heard it, which would be from Russia with Love. That makes sense. Cool. Patrick, you've waited patiently. You like the James Bond theme or the 007? I will keep it simple. I will say I like the first theme. Mm -hmm. James Bond theme. Which, yes. And that's just the, because of the, you know, it's James Mm -hmm. Bond. It's in everybody's thoughts and minds when you hear that song. And for my second answer to his second question... It reminds me of the Thunderball scene okay. because I don't remember it. I don't remember it in From Russia with Love, and I don't. I don't think I remember it in the helicopter scene. I think there was more sound effects going on than the helicopter. Right, scene. right, a little more overpowering. It's yeah, it's it stands yeah. out more in that underwater. But I remember it in the yeah. water. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, personally, oh, I well, struggled yeah, with sure. this. I thought about this all week once once I first heard that question from Don in, in the email, and uh, ultimately, I think I'm a 007 theme guy. I mean. You can't go wrong with the James Bond. You just can't. But the question I kind of had to ask myself is whenever I 
you know, I've ever done something kind of cool in my life, like, you know, you know, fly a jet or ride in a helicopter or something like that. I what's what theme do I play in my head <laughs> when I'm pretending I'm James Bond? And for me, it's a 007 theme. And of the choices he gave us, uh, I would have to say uh, the little Nelly. Little Nelly scene. Because, again, I associate it with, like, doing cool stuff, like driving a cool car or being in a helicopter. So uh, nothing wrong at all with the James Bond theme, but that's that's just my take on it. So, Very yeah. Cool. You know what else? Uh, what, what's another bit of music that I really liked was – and maybe it's not even so much the music, but we didn't talk about it during the film. I love the big sweeping helicopter shot when James Bond goes to the docks and he's fighting those guys on the roof and you get a real wide shot. Oh yeah. That was, that that was cool. I just, that that one makes the hair stand up for me. Every time I see it, I'm like, God, I love that scene. So I don't want to get this episode to get away without me mentioning. That is a good. I think that's all the audio clips we had this week. If I'm not mistaken, I forwarded everything to you guys. You guys remember anything else that we missed? I think that's it. Yeah. No, I think that involves a script. I really do appreciate it. Use a script. (laughs) <laughs> scripts <laughs> scripts are for suckers we had just a couple of write-in questions and comments and i'll pull those up right now please hold while jared's doing that i just want to say a big thank you to everybody that has sent in to talk to us and respond back mm-hmm. to us we really do appreciate mm-hmm. it and uh seeing that we're going worldwide so that's really cool thank yeah, you yeah we're in the netherlands guys kirk spencer always sends in silly questions but this week's question might not be as silly as it seems on the surface kirk asked chitty chitty bang bang love it or really love it and kirk likes to ask questions that don't really have anything to do with talk with what we're talking about but chitty chitty bang bang kind of does and uh, i'm wondering if i doubt either our rookie agents know what it has to do with james bond the uh dick van dyke movie chitty chitty bang bang it was written by ian fleming Bam! Look at <laughs> Delvin. Score. Score. Delvin's now the trivia champion for this episode. <laughs> yeah, Ian Fleming wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So uh, I only, chitty, bang, I just chitty, recently chitty, watched bang, it like, chitty, bang, 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 like three or four months ago. I watched it for the first time. Chitty, chitty, bang, Anybody else here seen it? No. Chitty Chitty yeah. Bang Bang? I have not. Oh, I've seen it since I was a kid. No, it's, I've it's, never seen it. Uh, it is batshit insane. <laughs> It's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> it is an acid trip. Um, so anyway, there's an Ian Fleming movie for you for you there. So that was Kirk's kind of random but still tied to James Bond question. And I think we only have one or two more. Oh, <laughs> one of the accounts that follows us on Twitter is, is 006 follows us. <laughs> That's and funny. He, and he said this film's uh, talking about You Only Live Twice. He said this film's biggest flaw is that I'm not in it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Oh. So, and that's at Jealous006. That's, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> He's a funny account. Well, we're trying to get 008 to be. Yeah, well. He's double- been waiting so patiently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just you wait to see what 006 has up his sleeve. We'll find out in a few movies. And we heard from a regular listener and a contributor of ours, uh, Joseph Illiff. He's always uh, making comments and questions, and he's just one of our more active listeners, which, like Pat said, we really appreciate that. Joseph says, quick thoughts. You Only Live Twice has the quickest turnaround from novel to film. Novel written in 1964. Film comes out three years later. Uh, Not as Yeah, yeah. And as we mentioned on the show, not much of the original plot is used, just the characters like Tiger and Henderson and the setting of Japan. And then he says, watch for the start of a USA versus USSR war plot in a future movie. I know what movie he's talking about. 
Jason knows what movie he's talking about. You guys will find out soon. But there's a movie coming up that has almost the same plot, except not in space. It's on the water. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, okay. guys, right. that is the bottom same of director. The, I didn't realize that. Good point. Oh. He had a certain wheelhouse he liked to work in. <laughs> that is the bottom of our mailbag this week. We got a lot of good stuff this week. I'm glad that our audience is growing. Yeah, it's cool to hear from different people. It definitely brings a little bit of spice to the show. It does. I think we should like start putting pressures on like different countries. Like Netherlands has already stepped up their game. You know, like where are you at, Luxembourg? <laughs> Canada. Let's hear you. Canada. Where are you at, Lithuania? I don't hear you, Switzerland. <laughs> so, I mean, Netherlands took the ball and ran with it, you guys. So Switzerland's like, we're just staying out of it. They're <laughs> neutral. It's a neutrality joke. <laughs> but that's the end of the, end of the mailbag. I'm going to toss it back to my brother. So that'll bring Sorry. So that'll bring us to a close of this uh, episode of MI6 Rookie Agents. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this crew and want to hear more from them, but in the realm of comic books, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? You can find the Longbox Crusade on Twitter or on Facebook at Longbox Crusade. Or you can look at for us on the web at www.longboxcrusade.com. Nice. Thanks uh, to the fellows for taking on yet another dangerous mission. And thanks to the listeners who tuned in. If you'd like to leave a question or a comment on this or any of our other episodes, feel free to contact the show on Twitter at OHMSPod or email us at OHMSPod at Outlook.com or contact any of us directly on Facebook or Twitter. My contact info is at Yard Sale Artist on Twitter, and I'm also Yard Sale Artist on Facebook. Jason? I'm at Weasel Skull on Twitter and Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. Pat? And you can find me on Twitter at Christatos01 on the Twitter. You can also find me on Facebook at Pat Sampson and Facebook. Plus, you can also now find me on Candy Crush Saga as Christatos. So give me a follow there. And also, you, also you can find me on the app Hey Day. My farm is Christatos. So look me up there and join me in the fun and playing. Are these games. real, Delvin? <laughs> Man, like I, I, I'm gonna start just inventing things or just giving my <laughs> email address or something. I'm feeling inadequate. What the heck? What? A- no, I want people to join me. Join me in my fun of playing Candy Crush oh, Saga and Heyday. I've just started doing is, that. So come. Join what is Heyday? It's a farming game. Nobody oh, plays like farming Farmville? Games. Yeah, kind of like that. Join me. We'll have some. So, fun as, as, as a quick aside, I stopped playing Farmville. I played it for like when I started Facebook or whatever. And I stopped playing it the moment that I was like tilling someone else's farm. Like, wait a minute, what <laughs> the hell? What am I? Like, what? And I, like I just stopped. Like euphemism for something. I'm like, wait, wait a That's it. Stopped me instantly. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. I, we should get back to the show. Did you pass it off to me? Can I yeah. start? Yes. <laughs> I, I did. You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. We'll love to chat with you. And we hope to hear from you soon. The next episode of MI6 Rookie Agents will feature on Her Majesty's Secret Service. And while you wait for that to come out, feel free to head over to Amazon or Kindle and check out Hamilton vs. Burr, A Werewolf Tale. That's my comic book, and I like to plug it on every podcast that I'm on. Uh, and remember, on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast, will return. 
Once when I was with Anne in Tokyo, we had an interesting experience. Now takes. Thank you, Miss Moneypenny. That's all. That's all. What, these aren't human conversations that you're having here? Is that- I guess not. No, no. That, that sounds like how me and yeah. Jared met. Yeah. I, I, I know that. I mean, y'all met on Twitter, right? Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Swiping right. You you can get those T's mixed up. You can get those T's. (laughs) I don't rightly, but Pat remembers better how how we got linked up, I think. Grinder. Yeah, Yeah, Grinder. I was like, um, I thought Grinder was, I was like, yeah, I'm hungry for a sub. Nice. Like, wait a minute. That that kind of makes sense when Jared asked me onto the show. He was like, Oh my God, you've got to save me. It's just me and this dude, Pat, and he is driving bonkers. <laughs> got to come on the show, dude. I'm fine, I guess. I don't know how to tell him no. If you got to go get something. Smoke if you got him. Smoke if you got him. All right. Have we stopped? Smoke if you got him. I'm just waiting for the guys to come back now. So it's just me. Here I am, waiting alone, as always. Everybody leaves, and it's just me talking to myself. So, how are you guys doing? Good? Good. That's good to hear. Yeah, you know, it's been a good week. Can't complain. Going good. So happy you're here with me right now. Why don't you come a little bit closer to your headphones? Let's chat. Sit down a while. Let's have some fun. You talking to yourself? <laughs> we should do a podcast about all the ideas we've had for podcasts. And just so Jason yeah. and Delvin know, Pat sincerely tried to talk me into another podcast. <laughs> what? I, I, I talked to everybody about it. <laughs> Still think back. I still got to get through some of. The, I got to get some sojourn. I got to do that. Sojourn. So so sojourn. Sojourn. Got that right? Yes. So like a sojourn. Touch for the very first time. Got a cool dog. You have to lie, Creek. Creek. Oh, I laugh at that part. You guys can just uh, say nice things to me, and well, we'll have to do you uh, smell intro and good. outro. We'll have to record an intro and an oh, outro I already scripted the, that. You know, we could be yeah. doing that right now. Could <laughs> <laughs> be. Uh, What's productivity? Yes. <laughs> Roll call, Brett. Jermaine. <laughs> Present. All right. Who's ready to do? Jason, shut up. Who's ready to do? <laughs> Put down the goddamn hammer. <laughs> Who's ready to do some James Bond? Let's do it. Woo. Do it live. It's not the enthusiasm I was looking for, Dumb. We'll do it live. We'll there do we. it live. All right. Now we're on <laughs> we'll do it live. If we can get Sean Connery, though, yeah, he's we... not doing anything. <laughs> or shut, shut up. up, shut up, get off my lawn. <laughs> it's a stupid podcast, <laughs> and that will be the intro for all of our episodes. Just... And, and here, here's a here's a thing, and and, and I I'm not going to bring it up in my comments. But did anybody notice that he looked at that vase? That he what? And I was explaining. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. In the fight yeah. scene, he, he broke the guy with a vase or statue. a statue or something. Mm. I'm thinking, I was looking at him, and he, then he went back and looked at him. I was going to think it was like, oh, that's 20 Ming Ding Dynasty or whatever. <laughs> oh, it breaks the heart. Save it for the show, Pat. Buena, buena. Do-do, do-do.
Silva. Did he? <laughs> that will never stop being funny to me. Red lighter, green lighter. Was that the sweet? <laughs> red, red light, green light. With uh, what was her name? Uh, uh, What's her name? Ride a stick ship. <laughs> so stupid. No, I'm I'm off tomorrow. Oh, uh, okay. So remember, you're off tomorrow. And yeah, he said, he said that. That's off tomorrow, and I'm not working tomorrow. Let's do a podcast. <laughs> you guys, you guys should join me in Candy Crush. Then. <laughs> I don't know if there is. Or there's not. a tap. There's a tap. I'm sure, season. there is somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to meet that, him. That guy's that, bad. That guy's a bad <laughs> man. Bad mother. Yeah, we don't want to meet Tap. That, yeah, that guy's son of a. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Just talking about Tap. Just talking about Tap. <laughs> I can dig. I can dig it. <laughs> you can dig it. Right on. Solid. I don't think it's a the password idea. is Chubba. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, fella. The password is sweet. It's kind of like. I follow you, but you're muted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sad panda. <laughs> well, fellas, yep. is it about that time? I think it's about that time. Unless anybody else wants. What's the time? Time to get ill. Ill. Who else wants to stay up talk all night? Huh? Ooh, a sleepover. That's coming, man. Save it for a sleepover. sleepover coming in June. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we can we can put our we can put our hair up and, and gossip like girls then. I'm chipper, y'all. Chip, chip, chip. Talk too much. There we go. Hitting that high end. <laughs> And that's a wrap for this episode of Longbox Crusade Elseworlds. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you around the alternate dimensions in the future. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-99. You will not regret it.